Hello to everyone tuning into the Highly Optimized podcast today. My name is Ryan Sprague, and throughout this podcast, I will be showcasing individuals who are living a life beat to their own drum, sharing their stories, and revealing their valuable information for each one of you listeners on how you can effectively take life into your own control, what steps to take to create your own path, and how to maximize your results in manifesting your dreams in this reality. Making his way onto the show to hang with us today is a man who truly embodies what it means to be self-made. He is a creative juggernaut in the clothing and design world, a lover of all things spirituality and wisdom, and the CEO and creative director of Self-Made Designs, which is responsible for starting the Support Local Artist Movement and Mission, which is centered around bringing awareness and support to artists worldwide, and acts as a gym for artists in order to encourage individuals to be creative and showcase their unique talents. Please help me in welcoming my man, Zachary Acorn, to the show. What's up, Zach? What's up, brother? Dude, thank you so much for that intro. I'm oh. definitely going to have to make a snippet of that. <laughs> I got you, bro. <laughs> thank, you, thank you. It's a yeah. pleasure to be here, man. I'm super excited. Um, we always have amazing conversations, so I'm excited to see where this goes. Hell yeah, man. And we were sharing just before the uh, episode started, we get to be in person and do this, man. Hell like. Yeah. Dude, in 4D. Hell yeah. Energy fully lit right now. (laughs) (laughs) If anyone's wondering, uh, we are fully lit over here right now. You know, the energy is peaking. So, yeah, I'm really stoked for this, man. And, you know, it's so great, like I was just saying, to be able to share space with you and get to riff one-on-one with you in person to share your journey with the listeners. And, you know, I'd love it if you could share some info about the journey you've gone on and any big aha moments you had to get you to where you are right now in the present day. That's a great way to start. Um, There's been a lot of them. It's crazy because before we started this, you know, we were talking about, you know, seeing things, setting goals, whatever Mm -hmm. the case is. Shlomo had the background, all Mm -hmm. that. And um, it's really cool because when I think about it, it's it's one of those things where you let your imagination take you where you want to go when you're dreaming of something or you want to bring something to life. And the beautiful thing is for me, I found that the biggest aha moments are when I've actually opened my eyes fully to see that it's come to life. And it's so beautiful when it happens. Um, I've been fortunate enough throughout this uh, shoot seven year journey so far that there's been a lot of them. But one thing I'll say right off the bat, it's a huge appreciation thing because when you have those moments, you just realize uh, how much you've accomplished and how much more you can go. Um, And I've had a bunch of them, you know, uh, I recently just had one in the sense that uh, it was insane, to be honest. Uh, I was sitting on uh, my stationary bike. I was riding. I'm doing this challenge right now. So I got to crush a ton of stuff or whatever the case is, 2,000 calories actively per day. Mm -hmm. I'm sitting on the bike. You know, my friends back and forth, people I come encounter with have been like, you're crazy. 2,000 active calories a day, 20 days straight. Like, that's insane. All this stuff. And all that's going through my head is the fact that how the heck did my idol for the past seven years just ask me to do this challenge? How the <laughs> hell does he now have my number? Like, for example, last night I was feeling pretty low and this is what I love when stuff like this happens. Things synchronize, you know? And uh, last night I had a long day in front of the computer doing a ton of different design work, whatever cases, working on your beautiful mm-hmm. pieces that will be coming hell soon. Yeah, and I was just feeling so dead. And I, I hadn't started the challenge of the day. I was kind of behind on my own personal stuff, regardless of the business. And uh, it was crazy because I was at the point where I was like, do I need to take a nap? Do I need a quick rest or whatever the case? My phone starts ringing. And who is it? 
it's that guy. It's Dude. Ryan Moore. It's my idol. And it's like, what the heck, man? And I had a beautiful 45-minute conversation with him, and that had me amped up. Uh, Shlomo will test for it. I was running around here last night like a crazy man. Uh-huh. Um, and it was great, you know, just oozing energy. But, um, yeah, it's like little things like those for me. You know, I, I feel like sometimes, depending on who you're talking to, you really see that aha moment defined as I figured it out, right? Mm-hmm. But it's funny because when you're really going through it, it's not one of those things where it's like, oh, I figured it out. Now I need to go do it or I know what to do. It's like, ah, I figured it out. I'm here. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just present. And mm-hmm. it that's the beautiful thing. To build off of that, it just they just keep coming because it really just makes you understand, holy crap, like I have full control over whatever I want to come true. Mm. It's just a matter of, do I have faith? Do I believe in myself? And am I going to do it? Am I going to show up? You know, and that's a big thing. And as if you're willing to show up, you'll, you'll receive those aha moments. Yeah, dude. So, man, I love that, man. That's, you know, this is one of the many reasons I love you, man, because we can go so deep and yet be so easy to understand for anyone listening. Like I imagine everyone listening has had that moment where something just clicks. Right. And, you know, for me, something I've really tuned into recently is that that is always available to us. Right. And that's why any of like the, the real spiritual practices always have like meditation and things where you're just being mm-hmm. right. Because we are human beings after all, not human doings. Right. Exactly. And we've been so programmed, especially in Western culture to always be doing something. Right. Mm-hmm. That sometimes, especially being in the entrepreneurial space, like you just get stuck in this go, 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 and you try to keep figuring everything out with your mind and it's just not working, you know? And then from whatever happens in which you can surrender, you're able to have that aha moment. Mm -hmm. And something I love doing, especially in coaching, is playing something I love calling the one world game. Uh, And so you had a sentence that was, I figured it out, right? And so I'd love it if you could take it out and put me in and say it back. I figured me out. Yeah, dude. Cause and like, that's really, what it was. yeah, dude. Fuck yeah, man. I'm like, that's like, I, I'm just such a little word like, uh, lover, like, because really words are spells, right? Mm-hmm. And so the things that we put into action, right, are, you know, really what we end up receiving in the world, you know? And this is like one of the biggest aha moments I've had is that like, oh, if I don't like what's manifesting in my life, I should look at what I'm choosing unconsciously. And a big part of that is my language too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, language and all of these things are really rooted in creativity, right? And I know something near and dear to your heart is creativity, right? Big time. And so I'm curious, like, when did you find that love for creativity and how has it evolved over the years? Did you always love making clothes or did it get like, did it come to that after a while? I'd love to hear that part of your journey, man. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to start with what you said. Uh, I figured me out. Yeah, dude. And it's crazy because... When I think about it, I was always involved in art. You know, I was fortunate where I was surrounded by a lot of creative person, mm-hmm. uh, people, I should say, person, mm-hmm. shit. Um, but, um, <laughs> Persons. Yeah, my yeah. dad, for example, like my dad, um, he may not be necessarily a uh, stereotypical artist that does painting, music, whatever the case is. But what that man can do when it comes to tools and fixing things or building things mm-hmm. was always something that just fascinated me. Mm-hmm. And um, growing up, especially now that I'm older and I'm like to say more comfortable and one with myself Mm -hmm. um, and can own that and to the point where not only am I okay with it and happy with it and grateful and blessed, but I want to project it to others to show them that's all you have to do for yourself, Mm -hmm. you know? But I'll say 
the creating really started with probably myself, mm. you know, like <laughs> I joke around about it. And like you talk about when you're growing up, you go through all these different phases. I went through a ton yeah. and I never cared like when I was going through those phases, um, what other people thought, which is great because now that I'm older, I recognize that was something I was super fortunate about. But it's cool because I feel like I got to experience a lot of different things to figure out what I like. And, you know, and where I'm at now, I feel like it's going through that creative process of myself, not mm-hmm. even actual things mm-hmm. that I was able to really discover who I am, what I like and give me that internal and self-confidence to never be scared of what others think or stuff like that, because I'm just me, you know, yeah. and I can't change that. So yeah. Um, it's really cool, but I would definitely say that I was that kid that was always trying different <laughs> styles. You know, I went, I tried a little of the rocker phase, right, you yeah. know, I did the little gangster <laughs> wankster phase, like yeah, all that yeah. stuff. So, but it was interesting and it was a test for me too. Um, a little background. I went to the Zavarian brothers in Westwood mass, which if you're not familiar with all boys school, mm-hmm. very strict, uh, high academic, all that stuff. And, um, you wore a polo slacks sneakers every day. Right. Mm-hmm. So with that being a factor, trying to show my creativity through the shirts or the sneakers and stuff like that, that was kind of how I really got into it, you know, just trying to use those different things as self-expression. And that's Mm. what creativity really is. Um, I had a great conversation with somebody the other night and I was talking to him about if you really study the way people create, it will tell you so much about them Mm. and how that they express themselves to others, whether it's in a social settings or whatever, just by the way they create what they're working on. Um, So... Yeah, I would say it started young. It started, you know, just being a kid and trying to create myself. And But there were a ton of other things around along the way. Um, I had an interest in architecture at one point, um, always drawing sneakers. Um, I used to go to my friend's house super early in the morning. And one thing that I specifically remember is they had five kids in the family. So because there were five kids, there were always plenty of sneakers around. <laughs> so what I would do is every day I would just choose a different sneaker, put it right on the table and do a perspective drawing the sneaker. Mm. And that's where I really started to fall in love with like the fashion aspect, like the design aspect and like really discover myself, you know. Mm. And it's funny because I mentioned, oh, I went through architecture or whatever, right? And um, when I really reflect and you talk about like an aha moment, right? I had one not too long ago either. And it was like, I realized how much the architecture was influenced on me Mm. because of the creativity that I had Mm -hmm. naturally at a young age Mm -hmm. and the passion that I had for the creativity at a young age, that it was one of those things where it's like, oh, you should try architecture. You know what I mean? Or whatever the case is. And so with that, just going through that process was a lot, you know, Mm. creating myself to now to the point where I went to the architecture school, I realized, holy crap, like, I don't want to be an architect. You know, I got asked (laughs) to go do this thing in New York City my sophomore year. And this was before I realized I was going to drop out and stuff. And Mm -hmm. it was one of those things where I told them, no, I'm not going to do that. And Mm -hmm. they were like, why? And I was like, well, I don't want to be an architect. I actually want to use the degree and go see if I can get a job as a designer at Nike. You know, it was like completely just evolving at that point. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy because I was always a basketball player, but mm-hmm. I always attribute the culture of basketball to being like a huge part of how I was able to create myself and how mm-hmm. I create now, you know, mm-hmm. in your face, pop, flashy. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite player growing up besides Michael Jordan was Allen Iverson. And oh, he yeah, was dude. the culture, you know. Yeah. Um, he's a big reason why I love having long hair because I love throwing some braids in once in a while and just Hell being yeah. like, what's good, you know. <laughs> so yes. um, stuff like that, you game know. Game recognized game. Exactly, brother. <laughs> so uh, with that being said, it's you know, the creativity aspect just started at a young age, but I always attribute 
attribute it, and I, I feel everybody should attribute it, as you are your biggest creative piece. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if I was to break it down, I feel like if I ask artists, what are your best pieces, you know, first thing they're going to start rattling off is like canvases, whatever the case is. And the first answer I always give is myself. Mm-hmm. You know, the second answer I give is my screen printing shop. You mm-hmm. know, the third answer I give is the gym for artists. Mm-hmm. Fourth, the support local artist movement. And yeah. Fifth and final is my team, Mm, you know, because it's one of those things where I can't have any control out of outside things besides myself, you know. Mm. But when I really look at those things, not only do I have the ability to grow and create them, but I also have the ability to like let them be pure. Mm. And with that, I feel like there's no canvas I could do or no sneakers I could design or even T-shirt that I could really print. They can really outdo the energy, the love in the platform and everything else that comes from those art pieces. Yeah. So it's cool. Dude, (laughs) you know, you brought up so many amazing things there. And like one thing that I love, right, is, you know, you mentioned how you had a sense of detachment from those styles you went through, right? Mm -hmm. Like you weren't so worried about like, oh, my God, well, I'm this rocker guy. I can't go be a gangster now. You know what I mean? Like you were like, hey, that's what's happening. I'm just going with it, right? And that really reminds me of like how much we can learn from children, right? Because when you see a child at three years old and they have eight different toys lined up, they'll play with one up until the point they just don't want to play with it anymore. And they'll go to the next one exactly. and they won't, they won't get attached to one or the other, right? Oh, yeah. And I think that's so cool, you know, and really like when you were talking about Zavarian, right? Mm-hmm. Zavarian? Yep, that it? Yeah, Zavarian. It. Like, you know, that was almost like the pendulum swinging all the way one way. Mm-hmm. And that like really set you up perfectly to be able to swing it totally the other way and now find the balance in between, right? Oh, like yeah. where I imagine you found it now, right? Exactly. And one of the things that I also heard is, you know, with architecture, right? Like that was a beautiful example of what it felt like to be put inside a box. Like, hey, you're creative. Go do this, right? We're, we're going to compartmentalize you and architects do these certain things. So this is going to be you. And like, what an amazing uh, teacher, you know, an yeah. opportunity to learn like your edges, right? And mm-hmm. like, hey, you know, like I love creativity, definitely. Yeah. And I don't want to do that, you know? Exactly. And like, it's so great because the way that you're looking at this is so awesome. Like, oh my God, thank God that happened, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas a lot of people would be like, oh man, I wasted X, Y, Z amount of dollars. And, you know, they'd look at it that way. And again, no judgment there, but it's so amazing to be able to talk to people who really see everything in life is happening for them, not to them. Again, the one word game, right? Like yeah. everything happens for you and you're coming at it from an abundance mindset of like, hey, if I spent that much money, that's awesome. I'm going to make a hundred times that doing what I love now, you know? And lastly, I love the quote that you are your masterpiece, right? Mm -hmm. Like you are your work of art, right? Because again, like the things you do for yourself, like where does the heart pump blood first? To itself, right? It skims a little bit off the top, the carotid artery, and it just, it it makes sure that it's taken care of before it it sends blood to the rest of the body. And that's such a good analogy for like what you were saying with like, you are your masterpiece, right? Really, in order to be able to go create masterpieces in the world, you need to be able to embody that love and that masterpiece, right? Mm -hmm. And so like for me, that's been a huge journey as well in like learning about self-care and how to uh, care for myself in a way that's loving. And I've had so many aha moments about that, like in the last year where I was like, wow, I'm really being rigid and militant with like my self-care routine. And it doesn't really feel like self-care, you know, it's like, yeah, I'm meditating, but it's like I'm beating myself up if I don't do it or I don't do it right, you know, quote, unquote. And so that's been an amazing uh, aha moment for me recently as well, you know, and um, 
One of the things I love most about coaching, right, which is like what my new fascination is, is the ability for people to rediscover the ways in which they enjoy creating, as I truly believe we are all creative in our own unique ways. What advice do you have for anyone currently listening who is unsure or flat out knows, quote unquote, they're not creative? First off, to think you're not creative, you're only fooling yourself. <laughs> That's the first thing I'm going to say. Yeah. Um, second off, if you think you're not creative, or you're not aware of what you're creative in, you haven't tried enough things. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to what I said earlier, I was fortunate enough where when I was younger, I loved the phrase jack of all trades. You know, I was <laughs> like, oh, yeah, like I want to be a jack of all trades, you know, yeah. like something like that. And I really like carried that into a lot of things I did, you know. Now, I'm older now, and I realize I don't need to be a jack of all trades. I just need to be me. Mm. And whatever that is will be the most powerful thing, opposed mm-hmm. to trying to do everything. Because most of the time, um, what I realize when you try to be the jack of all trades, you're not doing it for yourself. Mm. You're trying to be the jack of all trades for other people. Mm-hmm. So with that, that's why I said it took me a while to evolve. But that phrase, jack of all trades, is really good when you're you're trying to discover yourself Mm -hmm. because going back to the style thing that we talked about earlier, there's no attachment. Mm. If it works, it works. If, if I take something from, I take from it. It's funny because you were talking about learning and stuff like that just recently. And, um, that's kind of how my perspective is in anything at this point in life is one, I try not to have any expectations because I'm just setting myself up for an opinion failure, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's my own or somebody else's. Yep. Um, and then the second thing is like, I'm kind of just looking at it at this point as, as long as I can take one thing, it was worth it. Yeah. You know, like I have a team of uh, four people right now. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them on my team uh, in the screen printing shop is uh, Robbie. He's mm. just turned 18 yesterday uh, or two yeah. days ago. Uh, happy birthday, happy Robbie. Happy birthday, Robbie. And yeah. um <laughs> With that being said, we went through, uh, we were doing a job on last weekend, right? And, uh, you know, mistakes happen. It's screen printing, you yeah. know, the human error is the only way you can really mess up, which yeah, is yeah. A, ch- a challenge you got to love. Yeah. But um, yeah, we had an error. No big deal. You know, mm-hmm. there's always a solution to fix it. Mm-hmm. And he was apologizing to me afterwards and stuff like that. And I go, look, man, um, it's not a waste mm-hmm. as long as you learn something from it. Yeah. And with that, going back to the creativity thing and are people finding, can't find their creativity or whatever the case is, it's, you're not supposed to find that. And this is where it goes back to what I said earlier. There's not going to be an aha moment where you're like, holy crap, this is it. Yep. It's the aha moment where I'm here, Mm -hmm. you know? So with that, it's like go into these situations and just look for something, Mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't have to be everything, but as long as you get like something out of it, and like no expectations, like mm-hmm. I said, the creativity will come. Your craft will come to you. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, I've been in, so I've been doing self-made for uh, like seven years now, like religiously. Mm-hmm. And I've been in the gym here for almost six years, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, it's one of those things where I had to go through it myself, you know, like my whole life. It's funny, the aha, right? Aha moment, I was, I was born to screen print. Mm-hmm. You know, like maybe it's not going to be a thing I do for the rest of my life, mm-hmm. but like I was born to go through this screen printing process, this mm-hmm. phase. Um, and it starts like even when I was younger, like my favorite artist, my idol was Andy Warhol. And it's so funny because most people think he's a painter. He was a screen printer. You know what I mean? And then falling in love with fashion, falling in love with clothes. It's like all that screen printing, you know? Um, and it was crazy because 
I remember when I dropped out of college, you know, all my friends were away. So it was super lonely on the weekends, all that stuff. And I used to get up early on Saturday mornings, not just to do the Jordan drops and stuff like that. I did all that. But um, it was to go to the stores and study the clothes that were in the stores. And I mean like study. I used to go grab a shirt off the rack, like look at it, see if it was in registration, see if they all matched, like all this stuff. Like I was crazy about it. But um, it just fueled my fire, you know? Going back to like where it all comes together is it's one of those things where when I was in the gym for the first like two or three years being in here, I wanted nothing more than to be a world-renowned spray painter. <laughs> like mural artist, whatever the case is, street artist. I was one of my huge, huge favorite artists, Banksy. Mm-hmm. A lot of people know who he is. Oh, yeah. Um, So like... I wanted to do that to the point where when I first started self-made designs and it's funny, you can go back on the thing or you can ask friends or people that are around. And it's like, I used to never show my face because I wanted to emulate what he was doing. I wanted to be that mysterious artist. I wanted to do that stuff. And it's so funny because it just keeps growing. You know, it comes together. Oh, you're supposed to screen print. You know, once we had a little hiccup a couple of years ago with the gym where things got really serious, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, what was there for me? Screen printing. Mm-hmm. Mm. To basically just be like, here, dude, this is what you're supposed to do. This will save you. This will get you everything you ever wanted. Just open your eyes and stop pretending that it's not there for you, you know? And it's funny because I think back and it was always one of those things. All right, I'm trying to spray paint. I'm trying to do this, make canvases, whatever the case is. Oh, I got a screen print real quick to make this money. All right, let me go do that, you know? (laughs) And it was, it got to the point where once I realized that was there for me, I was like, damn, baby, what did I do to you all those years? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And uh, I really started looking at it as like, this is my craft. This is what I can do. You know, this is something that I can grow with, you know? Mm -hmm. And the other thing that really stood out to me was going back to like, how do you find your creativity spark and stuff? What draws your attention? Mm -hmm. You know, like screen printing was never offered to me, not once in my whole life. Do you know how many people I talk to that say, oh, I took screen printing in high school and I get livid. I'm like, you got to do this in high school? Like I tell Robbie all the time, I'm like, dude, I'm so jealous. You're a senior in high school. You know how to do the whole screen printing process. You can make your own clothes. You know, you're working at self-made. I'm like, dude, this is lit. I worked at Papa Gino's and it was whack, you know, like I'm freaking washing dishes. You're printing t-shirts. I was yeah. like, look at the cool thing, you know? So um, with that being said, it's, um, it's just interesting how... It all, like, like I said, it just all comes together. And Mm -hmm. it's funny because when I think back, what could I have done differently? Mm -hmm. Nothing. Mm -hmm. You know, the only thing I could have done was just been more aware sooner. Yeah. But you're never more aware sooner. You're aware when you're supposed to be, you know, and that's the beauty thing of it. So, um, with that going back, try more. Yeah. Like something's drawing your attention, try it out. You know, there's so many cool motivational people out there that will, you can watch their YouTube videos. They'll tell you how you can learn something in 90 days, mm-hmm. 30 days, whatever it takes, how many, however long you're putting the practice in, right? Mm-hmm. And it really shows you what we keep saying. You can do whatever you put your mind to. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to the creativity thing, try things. Mm-hmm. Get out there. Explore mm-hmm. things. You know, like, don't say, though, I'm not an artist. And don't say, <laughs> I can't create. Because going back to what you're talking about of the power of language, you're starting us right off the bat that you can't do that just because you don't want to do it, you know, nothing else. So, um, yeah, I'd say with that, just do more and create more, create every day. You know, um, one of my things was when I was working at Bank of America, I used to tell myself every day, 
my goal is not to be famous. My goal is not to be this crazy legend, ton of money, girls, cars, whatever the case is. It was, I just want to wake up every day, create and do what I want to do. And, you know, there's just no title on that. There's no specific way to go about that. There's no um, dollar amount that's supposed to go with that. It's just exactly that. Yeah, dude. And you know, just going back to what you said, it's exactly me. Yeah, dude. Hell yes. <laughs> dude, you know, um, I knew we shared a lot in common, but it's becoming apparent that it's a lot more than I thought because my biggest thing has always been freedom, right? And I think yes. what you just described is freedom, right? Being right. able to wake up and do what you want with who you want when you want, right? Exactly. And I had that moment recently where I woke up and realized like, holy shit, that is my life now, you know? Yeah. And it was funny because in the beginning of the episode, you talked about getting a call from your mentor, right? Yeah. And like the person you've looked up to for a long time. And that actually happened to me last week too. Yeah. I think, I, I don't know if it was when I came by the shop or after that, but you know, I won't mention names. We can talk about it after, but you know, for everyone listening, like, you know, I started highly optimized a year ago. Actually, today was my one year, right? Like I found that out today. I, I had a feeling, dude. Let's I go. had a feeling, right? Let's and I looked go. back on Instagram. And I was like, holy shit, it was today because I already had it in my head. Again, my head already knew it. My heart already knew it. It was like, hey, man, today's the day you make your post about like what happened in the year. And it's like if you could have told me a, a year like in, in the uh, rewind, you know, like a year from now that I would have a coaching business. Uh, I would have uh, a podcast with 50 episodes recorded with another podcast on the way, a clothing line, uh, and uh, be hosting retreats with incredible people that I get inspired by. That is literally bigger than the dream I had built, right? But all I did was believe that I could do whatever I wanted to do, right? And exactly. like you were saying perfectly, it unfolds, right? And I know one of the traps that I fell into for a long time is thinking I needed to plan out every single thing, right? When in reality, like it's just, it's going to unfold so long as you show up and be yourself each day, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the things that uh, I heard you talking about was like how all these different things um, were leading you back to screen printing, right? And that like reminded me of one of the f my favorite quotes, which is your mess becomes your mission, right? Mm -hmm. And so like the things that you figure out, right? The things that like for a long time, you know, I was like, oh my God, this anxiety, oh my God, this are now the things I get yeah. to like, you know, teach other people about, right? And help other people get their power back and so find true. their gifts, you know? And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's such a beautiful journey when you realize that life is happening for you, mm -hmm. you know? And I might butcher this story, but uh, have you heard the, of the Taoist farmer before that story? So there was this Taoist farmer and he had a horse. And one day the horse ran off. It was gone, mm -hmm. right? And the neighbor came over and said, oh, my God, that stinks. You're really screwed. You know, your horse ran away. And the Taoist farmer says, eh, maybe. The next day the horse comes back with another horse, right? A wild horse. And the, the neighbor comes over. Wow, we thought you were screwed, but now we know you're lucky, right? Yeah, yeah. And so the same day um uh the Taoist farmer's son tries to break the horse right and so he hops up on he's trying to ride he gets thrown off and breaks his leg right and the neighbor comes over and is like oh my god we thought you were screwed yesterday then we knew you were lucky but now dude there's no getting out of this like, you're screwed you know like what are you going to do with no help Taoist farmer says well maybe next day the army comes to to do a draft right mm -hmm. and they can't draft the son because he has a broken leg and so the neighbor comes over and it's like, wow, we thought you were screwed. Then we knew you were lucky. Then we knew you were done. And now we're like, what the hell's happening, right? And the Dowers farmer says, well, maybe, you know? Yeah. And so it's all like how you view things, right? Mm -hmm. And if you choose to see them as happening for you, then you're going to 
get more of that because like attracts like, right? We are big magnets. That's like what we are as human beings. And so our energy is going to pick up similar uh, vibration, you know? And so that's why like if that's why that quote, like if you don't like what your life looks like, look at what you're choosing unconsciously. It's so true. And it's like, you know, I've been on both sides, which is why like I realize how true it is, man, you know? And it's just so funny to be able to, you know, look back and, and uh, really like just see how, everything i mean you know you talk about uh your journey of like having all these different things and screen printing was kind of the back end and then Mm -hmm. like you know when you had those hardships come up screen printing was there for you you know exactly and it was like how you know when i was in school like high school it was all music right i was into creating music right and then i got into psychology right and then i was like ah similar to architecture like didn't want to get put in a box right like and then i got into cannabis right and then all the suit and ties came in and took over the cannabis game, right? And the whole time, <laughs> that voice in my head is like, oh, man, look at all this stuff that's happening to you, you know, and all this stuff. And now being able to look back and be like, oh, my God, I was a musician and I was into psychology and I was in cannabis so I could get into coaching and bring them all together. And now it's like just this hilarious aha moment, you oh, know? Yeah. And, you know, I'm curious because, you know, one of the things that I imagine has allowed you to – stay aware of all of those things is presence right and being able to be fully present and i love asking other creatives what they do to stay present because i think a lot of the 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 common answers which are all good are like meditation you know things like that but one thing i've been really tuning into is that like devotion i don't know if you've read uh power verse force by david hawkins no um but he talks about how like he figured out this calculation uh, to figure out how much power an idea, a business, a person has, right? And he distinguishes power versus force by saying power is like what we embody when people just get inspired around us, right? Exactly. We're not telling them anything. We're just being like the, the full authentic expression of ourselves and people are like feel inspired, right? That's mm-hmm. power versus force is when uh like for instance right now happening with covid they're all taking our power away and making us seem making it seem like there's nothing we can do to prevent this right you just got to go home and cross your fingers right and be mm-hmm. careful don't wear you know make sure not to forget your mask or you kill your grandmother right <laughs> so like that's force right they're they're taking power away from us and externalizing it right so we exactly. think we need them so devotion, right, which I correlate to presence, uh, rates at like a 540, which is like ridiculously high, right? And so what I've been doing is like spelling my way into devotion each day. Like when I'm making like a cup of tea or whatever, I'm like, I'm just going to be fully devoted to this process, right? And I've been having some weird shit happen because of that. Oh, hey. And so I'm curious like what you do to stay present all day, you know, because oh, yeah. uh, with your life moving as fast as it does and all your different, you know, obligations and endeavors, yeah. I can imagine without presence, it gets pretty uh, challenging challenging <laughs> yeah well first off i love how that just worked out because i lost my presence for like a second when mm-hmm. you were talking because i had the low battery thing come off mm-hmm. so shalom would you mind if i steal a charger yeah. and then but so. when i i'll tell you how i do it because i just had to do it right now yeah and it's planning like mm-hmm. as weird as that is um it's funny that you said he came up with an equation because i thought i was insane by the way that i mentally break things down in my head and I read an amazing book this year uh, called The 48 Laws of Power. Oh, dude. Such a great I book. I love that book, man. Yeah. And um, the crazy thing about reading that book was one of the things that they talked about that really caught my attention was see things all the way through. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to see things all the way to the bad and you got to see things all the way to the good, mm-hmm. you know? And that's like my biggest form of meditation. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so weird. I was having a conversation with somebody about it in the sense that I feel like um, more of an active 
meditator than I am a still meditator. Mm-hmm. And I've realized my biggest form right now of getting myself ready, becoming present and stuff like that. And I feel that this is a life hack, but it applies <laughs> to everybody is your morning routine. Mm. My morning routine at this point, like that was the biggest thing I took from 2020 was just applying my morning routine on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. One of my really good friends, uh, Richard from Idaho that I was telling you about mm-hmm. earlier, um, he was the one that was on my ass about it when we first started talking, linking up through Instagram and stuff. Dude, you got to do this. Once you do this, like it's going to all open up. Like you, you have a lot of time left, like mm-hmm. do this, you know? Mm-hmm. And like hearing from that, from somebody that's super successful, somebody I look up to, somebody that I call my friend, you know, is really cool. So like I did it, you know, mm-hmm. I started applying it. Um, at the beginning of the year, I tried doing the 4 a.m. thing. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that was super tough. You know, just like waking <laughs> yeah. up at 4 a.m. I felt like I was wasting like the first two hours of it just trying to come to, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I learned a lot from it. You know, I learned what worked for me. I learned what didn't work for me. I learned that not only do you have to really be aware of your self and your body, but you have to be aware of like your surrounding things, like people, places, things, you know, like you can't be an extremist all the time, you know? So like Mm -hmm. with that, you can't completely just like throw your world out just to get to a mental place or get to a place that you're want to be at or comfortable, you know? So with that, I went through the 4am thing, tried a bunch of different things. Then I really started to work on how do I get to be myself? You know, that's what I learned from the 4am thing. Like I said, I felt like I was wasting two hours, right? You know, and I started to discover, I talked to my dad about it a lot. He's really good with his routines and stuff. And it was one of those things where you're not you when you first wake up, mm-hmm. you're just coming to, yep. you're just coming back to your body. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's one of those things where that to me is the biggest form of meditation is when you first start your day. Because if, if you are waking up in a rush or you're waking up, like you have to go do something, you're not even focusing on yourself. Mm-hmm. You're not even yourself yet. Mm-hmm. And you're doing things, yeah. you know? So with that, I've really tried to hone my morning routine. And I mean, uh, I see Shlomo almost every morning now It's Scooby. It's like one of my favorite things Hell get yeah, to play dude. with Scooby in the morning. <laughs> but, um, it's, it all comes down to that, you know, like, what are you doing over and over again? How are you starting your day and how are you getting to be yourself? Mm-hmm. You know, we, t- we keep talking about the power of your language, who you want to be, affirmation, all that stuff. And it's like, I tell people all the time, I used to say this at the beginning of 2020, I have this new phrase that I've been saying. My new phrase right now is, unless you add challenges to your life, your life will become a challenge. Oh, dude, okay. That's but powerful. my first one that I was pushing at the beginning of this year was success is boring. Mm. Okay. You can break down success to a T and know exactly what you need to do. It's just a matter of you're going to stick with it to be consistent and to get through those boring times and those repetitive times and make those sacrifices mm-hmm. to be successful. Mm-hmm. So that's why it can be boring, you know? Mm. Um, and like I said, I love to study, especially greats and people before me. So like when I was studying Andy Warhol, I love Steve Jobs. Uh, shout out Chuck Kennedy. He put me on to Steve Jobs big time when we first got into the gym and stuff. And um, but you look at these guys and even somebody like Andy Warhol, you know, crazy out there, artist, whatever the case is, he had like the most ridiculous routine. He mm-hmm. literally used to pay this kid every day to come wake him up. <laughs> at a certain time here wake me up give me these drugs whatever the case is i gotta get going you yep. know i gotta get going yep um steve jobs used to wear the same clothes every day like mm-hmm. ate the same thing every day wore the same thing every day whatever the case is just so he could be him 
I, I want to focus on more. What can I become? How can I grow? You know? Um, but that's the whole thing. There's just so many distractions in our world. And like I said, if you're not taking that morning to set up your routine, to be ready for those distractions, you're going to get fully consumed, you know? And I, I think that's what happens to a lot of people. You know, that's just my opinion, my mm -hmm. observation, mm -hmm. but um, it's an extremely distracting world, you know? And like, that's to me is a big thing. I just read this great book. I was telling you about it, see to your soul and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, part of the book, um, they talk about, one, like understanding your choice is your choice. Therefore, you can't hold a grudge or whatever against somebody else. If something happened to you, it's because you chose to be in that situation or you chose to do that, you know? Yeah. Accountability, forgiveness, all that stuff, yep. you know? And um, so when you're like thinking about that, you're just like bringing it all together. You know, you got the accountability with your soul, how you're interacting with others. Like, are you even whole, you know? So going back to that morning again, and I keep repeating it, it's, it's the morning routine. How are you going to start your day? Are you going to allow yourself to be your best you in the morning to start your day and get ready? Or are you going to like get thrown right into, as my dad would say, the rat race yeah. and just be going, going, going all day. And it's funny because when you really slow down and you want to have that aha moment, you will realize that the best days that you have are the days that you took care of numero uno first thing in the morning. Dude. You know? Yes. Um, and like I said, it took time and it took a lot of understanding too, you know, uh, both ways, business and personal in the sense that as an entrepreneur, I think that's, you talked about it, freedom, mm -hmm. you know, that's what defines a businessman from an entrepreneur mm -hmm. is the freedom. Mm -hmm. Okay. But with that, there's a lot of learning. Mm. A, and a lot of accountability that needs to be done. You know, I tell people working for somebody else is way easier than working for yourself. hundred percent. Hands down. You 100%. know, um, but with that, you have the freedom to decide how you're going to work, who you're going to be and what moves you're going to make, you know? So when I was going through that, learning that, doing the morning routine, all that stuff, I really discovered that was who I had to be, you know? Um, and it took time. Like my morning routine at this point, it takes a while. It's, yeah. it, it takes me like a solid like two, maybe three hours to be like fully ready. Mm -hmm. But when I'm fully ready, watch out. Dude, <laughs> you know, it's funny because um, a lot of my friends that I grew up with have always called me crazy for spending three like plus hours doing a morning routine. And I've always said the same thing. And it's funny getting into circles of a lot of people who were like, you know, entrepreneurs, uh, very successful. They're all like, dude, unapologetic about it. Like, they're just like, I take my three, four hours in the morning, oh, period. God. And then I have a nighttime routine too, that like, you know, a nice wind down routine. Hell yeah. And you know, um, you were talking about something that I really liked was the idea that like success is boring. And I agree with that. Right. And so that really like begs the question of like, if you, if you know your why you can bear almost any how. Right. Yes. And so like, like that's what allows me. And I imagine you as well yeah. to stay on track is that we understand our why and we know it's bigger than us. Right. Yeah. Cause that's the thing. If it's just about you, then again, it's like no judgment, but it's like, is that going to be enough? It's like when I coach people and, um, they're like, Oh, I want to look better in a swimsuit. 
I'm right. like, well, why though? Like, what does that mean? It's not about looking good. It's exactly. about swimming fast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or maybe it's like, you know, oh, I want to be around long for my kids. You know, yeah. it's like, okay, that's a good why. That's a great you know? why. Like, yeah, like you can, like we can, you can have both. You can look great in a swimsuit and you can be around longer for your kids. But when someone brings a dozen donuts around you, which one, which one of those whys is going to keep you from eating it more? You I know, love it. I it's love like it. if you put your kids into it, that's going to stop you, you know? Yeah. And so it's really about allowing people to find out like what it is for them that allows allows their soul to burn with passion you know and that's been such a beautiful journey for me very similar like um when i first started getting into morning routines back when i was like 20 um exercise was my intro right so like you know i wanted to look good on the beach i wanted to look good naked awesome right like that was my why at that point right and of course it evolved as i was just talking but um but I got up at 4 a.m. I did that for a couple semesters yeah. when I had to get up. I had my first classes at eight, so I had to get up at four. Yeah. And, and very similar. It was like, dude, the first two hours, like, you know, my, uh, my chronotype is, um, I forget what, I forget which one it is, but I like to go to bed around 1130 or midnight, wake up around 730 or eight. You know, so that's like my I'm perfect chronotype. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, and I've always just like, I get so creative at night that it's hard to like calm that and down before yeah, 1130 yeah, 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 or midnight, yeah, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. And, um, so it's been really interesting though, like going through that journey and uh, always like, you know, again, pumping blood of the heart first, because, you know, especially with people that are creative, which again, like the, the paradox is that no matter what you do, it's creating something, right? Exactly. So like for everyone listening, you're creative. All right. Exactly. Like all creative. <laughs> stop not creative you're stuff. All right? creative. You're all creative. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, you know, it's really funny because I know that when I wake up, I immediately hit breath work because I like a little bit of adrenaline, you know, and I don't, you know, I try to fast every morning and stuff. So like, I know when I wake up that I want like coffee and all these things, right? But I know I'm not going to allow myself yet because I love the delayed gratification, you know? So I'll hit breath work first, get my little like top off of adrenaline and DMT, you know, and then I'll hit my meditation. I'll do my affirmations and then I'll do my workout routine, right? By the end of that, dude, I'm fucking ready to go through a wall. Like I'm just fucking ready, dude. And then it doesn't matter what happens you know throughout the day it's like eh, all right whatever cool oh yeah like i'm more set up to deal with it you know and you know you were mentioning like uh jumping right into the rat race you know and that's like what i think so many including myself for many years were stuck in and it's like living in the future you know Mm -hmm. and i had this great download the other day right i was um i was uh at the retreat and i was uh doing a medicine journey and um i got to actually meet my ego face to face right and it's funny because like this is one of the things that like uh, i'm a huge proponent of there's all this like talk in the self-development world and the medicine world about kill your ego ego death all this yeah. stuff i do not want my ego to die Same. i do not want to kill my ego <laughs> my ego is awesome like i love it and it was great because i got to meet it and like really revel in like how like the work i put into it right yeah. and how well it protects me and i was able to see like how um like where it really works well like Mm -hmm. you know for instance if i need to get through traffic really well like my ego is going to be the one i want to call on and if i'm like you know sitting with my girlfriend and like we're having a nice romantic date like maybe the ego is not the one i want to call on you know maybe it's my inner child or my heart right and so being able to see it like that was amazing and so I had this like aha moment. I was like, man, that's cool. Like game recognized game, you know, (laughs) you know, and I stand, I I sit up and I'm looking at this beautiful lake in Austin, right? Mm -hmm. Beautiful, amazing day, right? Which for all you Boston listeners, it was like 70 degrees. I was like shirtless, just having a great time, right? I know it was, it was dope, right? And so I sit up and I have this really funny moment, right? Where I'm fully present. 
and I'm looking at this lake, right? And I'm like, man, this lake's beautiful. And I got my journal next to me and my phone next to me. And I'm like, you know, I should start journaling. And then I'm like, oh, I should like write an Instagram post. And then I like stopped. There was this, this immediate stop. Just and this, yeah. And this voice came over and it was like, when was the last time you looked at a lake or did anything without having something to do? And I was like, holy shit. And I just laughed for like 10 minutes, like crying from laughter because it was just so funny because I realized the paradox is that like we're all doing that unconsciously, right? We're all like just stuck in this program of do, 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 do. And like I said at the beginning, we are human beings, not human doings. Mm -hmm. And one of the most important things that like I was just listening to on um, one of Paul Check's podcasts um, with uh, Mickey Willis, I believe, the guy that uh, made the Plandemic movie. And he was talking about how, you know, uh, one of the reasons that all the Eastern philosophies and a lot of like these ancient religions have meditation as part of their like big, um, you know, like their routine essentially mm-hmm. is that, um, you know, really what it is is that all of nature is connected, right? And so are we. We are connected in that. But we've like allowed ourselves to get so far disconnected from nature that we forget that like when we meditate and we're able to just be insights are going to come to us, right? And we're going to get downloads. Like that's why animals understand when there's going to be an earthquake, right? Because they're tapped in, right? And we have the ability to tap into that at any point in time and we have to disconnect to do it, right? And we have to connect back into the infinite source, right? And it's just like the internet, right? Like when computers first came out, they were just like a word processor, right? There wasn't much you could do. Then the internet came out and it became a supercomputer. The oh, internet yeah. is the field, the morphic resonance field that everything in the world is connected to. Yeah. And we are too. Like we are part of that. Yeah. And we've like forgotten that, you know? And so it's beautiful right now to watch so many humans in this age of distraction, like we were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. really become aware of this and become yeah. like warriors going out and talking about this, you know? And that's one of the beautiful things that I love about plant medicines. Um, and also like inner work, like breath work and ice baths and things like that, because they create radical presence. Yeah, I dude. can't wait for the ice bath. Yeah, this dude. Weekend. Saturday, oh, we're getting oh, it, guys. We're going ice baths. Yeah, dude. Yeah, Hell cool. yeah. Hell yeah. Oh. And so like, that radical presence, man, has just been such a powerful gift in my life. And, you know, it seems like it's been that ama- amazing gift in your life, too. And so I just love being able to talk about that stuff, man. Hell so yeah, fun. man. Hell yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Like, it's it's just nuts, man. Like, it's really one of those things where the beauty of it is just realizing there's nothing has to be forced. Mm-hmm. There's really nothing extra that you need to do. Mm-hmm. And you just need to be you, you mm-hmm. know. And, like, being... I feel like that's the greatest aha, like we said earlier, you can have is just, shoot, I just need to be me. Everything mm-hmm. else, like the chips will fall where they shall, you yeah, know? Dude. So Surrender. Yeah. It's so powerful. And, you know, speaking of surrendering, like, you know, I know you went to um, uh, Xavier. Is that Zavarian, yeah. Zavarian, yeah. yeah. I knew I was going to get it wrong. One of Go those. Hawks. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, and then you also went to a Catholic college, correct? Yep. Catholic okay. University in Washington, yeah. D.C. So I imagine um, that, you know, you grew up pretty religious, right? Yeah. And then I know you now, right? And yeah. I know that you've, like, expanded from, like, the religious paradigm into, like, um, spirituality as a whole, right? Which includes yep. religion, includes a lot of other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and so I'm curious, you know, um, you know, as we've talked about spirituality during this podcast quite a bit and also on our own, I'm curious, you know, what do you feel the most impactful and life altering spiritual insight you've received thus far has been? And when did you notice the change it made in you? That's a great question. Mm. Absolutely right. You gave a quick background on like my school stuff <laughs> like that. So like from kindergarten until I dropped out of college sophomore year, it was 
like whatever they called it religion class whatever Mm -hmm. every year every day all that stuff and um it was one of those things where i learned a lot from it because to me the like the stuff they're reading to you like the bible and stuff like that it's just a life tool it's just Mm -hmm. like a life book Mm -hmm. just like the books we read and we talk about it's just a different version Mm -hmm. you know um i did take a lot from it though um the one thing that i probably stuck with me the most and i still carry on a day-to-day basis is that um and it's funny because one of my really good friends always sings the uh uh, um, Travis Scott song "Stop Trying to Be God," yeah. but I, in my response is, "I am God." Yeah, you know dude, what I mean. And that's yeah. probably the biggest thing I've taken yeah. from the religion aspect is like, I'm God. Mm-hmm. You know, like you can try to tell me that I'm not, but at the end of the day, like if we're all made in the image and likeness, we're one. We're like the only species that we're aware of on Earth that can actually be different on an individual basis mm-hmm. and not a, as a whole of a species. Mm-hmm then tell me why I'm not God. Yeah. Tell me why I can't be who the hell I want to be. Mm-hmm. And like, and that's why I think it goes back to when you look at other religions, you look at other stories, stuff like that, um, ancient history, what they talk about godly forms, mm-hmm. right? Of mm-hmm. people and stuff. And the older I get, I just kind of put that with like, it's just somebody that really came into touch into tune with themselves. Mm-hmm. They knew exactly what they wanted. They knew exactly what they needed and they just did it, you know? Yeah. And that was the godly form, you know? So, Going back to the question with all that religion and stuff, the biggest thing that I took and still apply is like, I'm God, just like you're God, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, and like I said, then that's right from the Bible. We're all made in the image and likeness of God, right? Yeah, so dude. if we're made in the image and likeness, that means we are, you know? <laughs> yeah. Dude, you know, that was one of the biggest insights I took. And I didn't grow up religious. My It was always there. And like it was actually the best way because it wasn't forced on me. So I was genuinely curious about mm-hmm. it. And, you know, I knew right off the bat, I'm like, well, like, I definitely believe in it, but I feel like there's just something strange, right? And then I grew up and realized, like, oh, it's been institutionalized and it's been fundamentalized. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, as I started to get more into plant medicines, right, and started to really get into Eastern philosophies, Buddhism, um, you know, and all that stuff, Hinduism, and even more so ancient religions, uh, like the Sufis, you know, and stuff like that, and Sufism, um, you know, I really started to notice, like, exactly what you were saying, that, like, hey, we're all God. We are God experiencing itself. And that, like, Christ wasn't actually a person. It was it was a person that embodied, like, being Christ, right? Which is being, like, someone who fully transcended and understood who he was in the, in the scope of the whole entire universe, right? Someone who understood that everything was divine, right? There was nothing in life that was not divine. And that goes back to, like, what we were talking about earlier, about how like everything in life happens for you and not to you if you choose to see it that way. Because again, we are the creator, right? So like abracadabra is Aramaic and literally translates to with my word, I create. And abracadabra is with my word, I destroy, right? And so like you look at what's happening right now in the world with regards to marketing, with regards to, you know, the pharmaceutical industry, COVID, everything, right? Mm -hmm. And you start to really paint a picture of like how... A lot of people and a lot of companies and a lot of institutions are are very aware of all these things we're talking about. And they're smart people. And what they're doing is they're using force, as David Hawkins would talk about, to disempower the individual because they know that the individual, once he or she is empowered, doesn't need the new car, doesn't need the newest stuff, right? That's how you get rid of your ego. Exactly, dude. (laughs) Exactly, you know? And it's really like keeping the ego in check, right? Because like the ego is what allows us to have this subject-object relationship that allows us to have this conversation right now. But it's been like, it's like the ego has been hitting the 
weight room for the last 30 years mm-hmm. and the rest of you is like still crawling you know like that's yeah, well, no. how most people are set up right yeah. and it's no fault of their own like especially in western culture like you just you grow up how you grow up right exactly and we forget as americans too like how different that is in other parts of the world you know and oh, so yeah. like we look especially like at certain parts of the world, the third world countries, we're like, oh my God, like it's, it's, it's so devastating, you know? And what we fail to see is, yeah, you know, like they, they are going through a lot of pain down there. And also they have this general sense of happiness and fulfillment because to them, if they have food on the table, a roof over their head and the people they love around them, they are billionaires. As like, my dad would say, what you don't know doesn't bother you. Exactly. And, and they don't know all that we have you know that just bothers us because we're not we're aware of what, yeah. what we can have yeah and that's the crazy thing yeah and it's like interesting as you become aware of this you know one of the mantras i love saying is i call upon the healing power of awareness you know because really it's like with awareness comes all healing right and that's what we've been talking about like you know the awareness of like for instance like the awareness of my ego was what allowed me to appreciate it and then be able to be like okay it's just a tool it's not bad it's not good it just is right it's neutral right oh, yeah. and there's so many things we can apply that to man and it's been such a beautiful journey for me and i'm curious you know What's been something that you've become aware of that has really like changed the course of your life? I know we've talked about a couple already, so mm-hmm. you can call them one of those if one of those calls to you. But I'm curious, you know, speaking about awareness and knowing yeah. how deep you go with awareness, I'm really curious what comes to mind for you. Um, I'll talk about like what I'm going through right now. Mm-hmm. Um, basically what I'm going through right now, awareness wise, um, well, two things. The first is, uh, awareness of my mental strength um the challenge that i'm doing the 2k 2020 challenge that i was talking to you about earlier um that's a huge part of it and it just sense like when you say it out loud it sounds like a feat when you figure out how to break it down and figure out what you're going to do and you just show up and do it it's mm-hmm. not that difficult mm-hmm. you know so i'm i'm really understanding the power of the mind i'm a big fan of like david goggins people like mm-hmm. that and like they're just all mental Mm-hmm. like brutes that's what they are like mental brutes if you ask me in the sense they're just so strong like I, it was nuts i when i first started the challenge i was having some issues with my feet because of a crazy 10 mile run that i did so it was making the workout super difficult and uh, i was telling i kept telling myself if i can make it through this i can do this no problem whatever the case is right and um so i kept pushing and sure enough like the universe is always going to give you what you need. Mm-hmm. So I'm um, watching some David Goggins videos to get pumped up. This dude posts a clip of him on a treadmill walking on his hands with his legs on a Bosa ball because he can't walk. <laughs> and he's walking on the treadmill on his hands and he's talking while he's doing it. And he's just like typical him yelling, screaming, yep. swearing, yep. no excuses, whatever. Yep. <laughs> People suck, all that stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? And I'm just thinking, I'm like, if there's a will, there's a way, you know, and it all starts with your mind. So like, can I think of that will? Can I think of that way? Yes, yes, yes. You know, I'm going to do it, you know? Yeah. So mental strength, mental awareness, um, and has been really big as of right now for me. And then the other one that I've been like, just has constantly been thrown in my face as recently is just the power of people that you surround yourself with. Mm. And it's one of those things where you're, you see that your whole life, you know, you hear the golden circle, you know, oh, you are the 10 pe- closest people to you, all that stuff. Um, you hear it when you go and talk to different people. Um, for example, um, one of the biggest organizations that we have in our co- country is 
AA, you know, mm-hmm. and they talk about people, places, things, you mm-hmm. know. So like talking to addicts, I learn a lot from them, you know, because mm-hmm. they can tell you a lot of life experiences and stuff like that. So they talk about that and you just hear it all around. But it's one of those things that you hear it, but you're not fully aware of how powerful it is until you start moving the pieces. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's funny. We're going through this huge like wave right now of like everybody's getting into chess mm-hmm. and um i've been playing chess since i was like a little kid i was in chess club i was yeah. on the chess team i got made fun of for it yeah, i got some yeah. trophies if you want to see them yeah. <laughs> and it's like one of those things though that um it's funny because i took like a hiatus you know because there wasn't people playing i wasn't surrounded i was doing a lot of work whatever the case is but i'm um, getting back into it and i've been playing a lot i play like every time i see my dad we play like at least five games you know <laughs> um trying to just get more people involved and um you really understand and it, it applies to your life too because they're one, they go hand in hand mm-hmm. if you ask me but the more you move your pieces the more you see the game develop and it's funny because the more powerful you become in the game is usually when you have less pieces on the board mm. and it's funny because i'm just learning that in life you know and the biggest awareness of it is I'm very extreme. <laughs> like I was saying earlier, I can't be an extremist all the time. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm super extreme in the sense that um, I've always been like an all or nothing type of guy. Mm-hmm. So if I'm all on, I'm all on. But if mm-hmm. I'm all off, I'm all off. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of been a, an awareness I've been trying to work with because I'm starting to realize I don't have to be like that with people. Mm. You know, and I think that's something um you could say held me back or prevented me from certain opportunities or situations but it's one of those things the more i realize is um not only is nothing in life permanent but people definitely are permanent you Mm -hmm. know um especially when it comes to the soul and all that stuff uh one of my best friends uh was fortunate enough his mentor told him this and he relayed it to me and people are like elevators you know they take you up and they take it down Mm -hmm. but it's your choice when you want to get off the elevator Mm. so with that that awareness right now um is just starting to understand who who am i coming encounter with you know going back to the power of the mind what we're trying to do um affirmation fruition all that stuff it's like all right who are these pieces going to be you know if if i'm taking all this deep thought for my affirmation if i'm taking all this time to plan out if i'm doing my morning routine you know who are the people that i'm going to add to my movie Mm -hmm. because if i add the wrong characters it could screw up my whole plot yeah and so (laughs) it's one of those things where i talked about it like um earlier like in the morning part of my routine is seeing shlomo and sheen scooby Mm -hmm. you know scooby's just a ball of happiness Mm -hmm. and shlomo's on his shit yeah and he'll like you have conversation with shlomo you want to talk about growth have a conversation with him (laughs) because like the growth that he has had in a year especially this 2020 Mm -hmm. is crazy you know but I guarantee that he's going to be talking about a lot of the same things we're talking about, yep. you know, and it goes back to, like I said, the power of people who are you surrounding yourself with. Um, you know, I had to talk with somebody the other day, you know, they were going through a situation, whatever the case is, they asked me, do you think the, like, do you think I bit off more than I could chew? You know, my answer to them was no, mm-hmm. you can, you're never going to bite off as much as you can chew. You know, if you bit off a lot, it's because you want to eat. Yeah. But you got to be willing to chew. If you ain't willing to chew, (laughs) you're not going to eat, you know? So with that, I I started to explain. I was like, look, like, I wouldn't say you bit off more than you could chew, but I'll definitely say you weren't prepared for the distractions. Mm -hmm. And what does that mean? Well, 
when I, what I mean by that is like, you weren't ready for all that comes with it. And that takes time. Like I went through it. Um, when I first got the studio and we joke around about it, like I get the studio now to where it's like an actual facility, you know, like we have a handbook, we have codes, we have all this stuff. When we first came in here, it was not like that, you know, whatever we wanted to do, like we do, you know, mm -hmm. and it was one of those things where you had to really start putting those sacrifices in to understand what you want, you know? Um, so I started to explain to him, I go, look, do you see me with a lot of people? No, not really. You know, do you see me going to a lot of places? No, not really. I got everything I need right here. Mm -hmm. That's the way I designed it, you know? And so with that, the I explained it's because it minimizes the distractions that I come into in a day-to-day -day basis. So if I've already done that, that's starting to go back to what I was talking about, really clarify for me how important these characters or these people and who they are and who I'm putting in my movie or my life. You know, I always equivalent my life to a movie. Yeah. Um, I try to make everything look like a set, you know, <laughs> so you can just show up yeah. and it looks good, you know? Yeah. Um, but like with that being said, it's like who who's going to star in this, you know? Who's going to be like a supporting actor or whatever the case is? Like there's so many things that we get exposed to in life that we never just take the time to be like, yo, let me compare this to my actual life. You know, mm -hmm. going back to the game of chess, like I was bringing it down to one of my friends when we were having a game the other day. I go, Dude, look at these are all your pawns. You know, these are your eight pawns. Mm -hmm. And I started naming people in his life. I go, this is so and so. This is so and so. <laughs> I go, this is so and so. I go, see this king right here? This is you. See this queen? This is your girlfriend. You know? And I go, oh, this bishop? That's probably me right here. Yeah. This other bishop's probably your brother. You <laughs> yeah, know? Yeah. Like just explaining it, you know? Yeah. And um, it's funny because when you really break things down and use, you know, things from your life to compare it to your actual life and what you want to do. You find those things. So with that, the self-awareness of the people who I'm putting into, but it's also just allowing yourself to be open to it. You know, like you're a great example. We, we didn't go out looking for each other. Yeah. You know, we just- <laughs> Like we, attracts we, like. Yeah, we just came <laughs> into each other's lives, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it was cool because that's happened a lot recently because i've been open for it i've been more confident in myself and the fact that i can't change anything on it like throughout the day so why am i going to stress about any situation i'm going to be in i'm here yeah. i showed up yeah whatever happens after that hey i'll be an entrepreneur and i'll just you know <laughs> yeah um but with that it's like all right let's you know what can i can and cannot control you know mm -hmm. so with the people like i said it's just awareness of people who do i want in it who do i not want in it you know because unfortunately and this is the tougher part of, about life and people is you're going to meet a lot of amazing people. Doesn't mean they're great for your life. Yep. And going back to that awareness, that's the biggest thing that I've learned. Mm -hmm. And as of recently, I'm trying not only to learn it fully, but in order to learn it fully, I need to apply it. Mm -hmm. And I'm starting to go through that process. And it, it's tough, you know, because especially with some of these people, you build amazing relationships, so many great memories, all that stuff. But you know, you can't hold on to the past. You got to figure out where you want to go next and like where you are at right now. And mm -hmm. unfortunately, sometimes those relationships or some certain people aren't great. But mm -hmm. then the positive side of that is it opens up a door for an amazing person to walk in yeah. and you never know who it could be. You know, yeah. it could be a new mentor, new best friend, mm -hmm. new girlfriend, new boyfriend, whatever mm -hmm. the case is, you know, who for you. Mm -hmm. um, but it gives you that opportunity and it's cool. You know, I love that, man, because one of the things um, I do in coaching a lot is help people purge a lot of energy, right? Oh, like yeah. stuck things, the stuck stories that they've been in for so long. And one of the first questions, like, you know, I always ask them after is like, 
what are you going to do with the space you've created? Right. And so like you were just beautifully saying the same thing of like, you know, when someone leaves your life, it, le- it leaves like an opening, right. Which you could look at as a wound or you could look at it as an opportunity to grow and heal. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I've had a lot of those very similar experiences, you know, especially with regards to what you were talking about, about the on or off switch mm-hmm. and exactly the conclusion you came to. Like I noticed after a while, like I kept telling everyone, dude, I go to the on or off switch. And it's like, well, I'm creating that in my life because I keep saying it. Yeah. Yeah, the kill down switch, it, right? the kill switch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like the talk about in the Tao Te Ching, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, most people like, for instance, like you have an on or an off switch, which mm-hmm. are opposite sides of the pendulum. Right. Yep. So like, for instance, uh, for, you know, for people listening that they might go out on the weekend and, you know, before COVID and like get drunk with their friends or whatever. Right. And then they're like, Oh my God, Monday comes like, I got to get healthy. Right. So they're like, I got to only eat kale for the whole week. Right. Yeah. So they're spinning back and forth. Right. Like, that. Yeah. like, and, and dude, like I've done a lot of the same things with regards to like, um, you know, plant medicines with regards to caffeine, with regards to just different things I like. And now what I've been really embodying is just finding the balance, you know, okay. like for instance, like, Maybe on a Tuesday, yeah, maybe I'll go get an espresso. And it doesn't mean I'll do it next Tuesday. It just means, hey, maybe I want that, right? Exactly. And I've been, I've been really enjoying, like, practicing that, right? Like, so, like, my girlfriend and I were both very health conscious and we understand, like, really, like, that everything we do um, allows us to be the people we are. And at the same time, we've been starting to really become aware of where those things run their course and mm-hmm. they almost run amok, right? So for instance, what we've been doing on Saturdays is like, you know what? Let's go get a coffee. And, uh, this place has some really good gluten free muffins. Let's get that. Now I would never get that normally, right? Yeah. Now a muffin's not going to change my life at all, exactly. right? In that way. But what it does is it allows me to be a little more comfortable with getting outside of my box, right? And getting outside of my comfort zone, right? Which is where everything great lies, you know? Trying and- new things. Yeah, dude. And like, you know, one of the things you were talking about, too, is how like certain people bring you up, certain people bring you down. Mm -hmm. And the design I showed you right before we started is all about being a battery charger, right? Being someone who people want to be around, because even if you're not talking, whatever, you just get around them and you get so inspired, you get charged up, right? And you can only do that by loving yourself first, by pumping blood to your heart first, right? And like, that's exactly what we've been talking about this whole time, right? Like, and I love this, this theme of this whole episode, which is like, spend time on yourself and be selflessly selfish, right? Like, you know, understand that like, it's not selfish to make yourself come first because you can only give someone else from you, give something to someone else from your overflowing cup. You know, if you try to pour from an empty cup, you're not respecting yourself, right? And if Mm -hmm. you're not respecting yourself, you can't then project that respect outward to other people. And if you can't uh, project that respect outward, you know, what are you going to be able to create in life? You know, cause you're, you're, you're constantly pouring from an empty cup and you're not going to have energy. Right. Oh yeah. So like, I always talk to people, like if you have a alignment issue with your car, right. Mm-hmm. And you decide to just keep replacing the tire, then what's going to happen? Right. <laughs> just go after the root cause, you yeah, know, exactly. like fix the alignment and then you don't need any new tires, you yeah. know? So like, you know, that's something that I really like uh, uh, a huge gift and awareness I've gotten over the past couple of years, especially starting highly optimized and realizing mm-hmm. Like you were talking about like distractions, right? And for me, you know, it's funny because I've been traveling more than ever in my life, right? Dude, I've been everywhere. And, but it's been amazing because I've been realizing that actually staying home was a distraction, you know, staying home and staying comfortable was a distraction. Like when I travel, it's like, it's scary, you know, like I'm going to different countries. I'm like, I'm meeting new people. Yeah. Like I'm doing a lot of shit. And I've been realizing every single time I say yes to an adventure, even if it's like, oh, where's the money? Whatever. Like, dude, it ends up becoming like the, like I'm, I come back like thanking 
my lucky stars that I listened to that innate voice that told me do it, you know? And that brings up a really good point, right? Which is like, you know, I always say there's different levels uh, that you can listen to, right? There's like, and and they talk about this with talking too. There's like talking with your mind, talking with your throat, talking with your heart, right? And so very similar, there's like a yes in your head, there's a yes in your throat, and there's a yes in your heart, right? Mm -hmm. And so what has been the biggest yes you've ever gotten from your heart? Like where you just knew, man, there was no, like there was no getting around it. You knew 100% you had to do whatever that heart said. Okay. Uh, First off, um, shout out Alec. Because I just saw you came in. This is a guy I want you to link with. I oh, told him that you guys yeah, to link too. Hell so yeah, bro. Hell hopefully yeah. you heard that. But yes. um, yeah, you guys got a link. You guys <laughs> are awesome. Yeah. Hell but yeah. um, another person like yourself just yeah, came in and it's helped so much, you yeah. know. But uh, so I'm going to use my favorite go-to when mm-hmm. I need more time to think. Yeah. Do you mind repeating a question real yes, quick? Yes, absolutely, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so like, you know. There are certain things like, for instance, when I started Highly Optimized, Mm -hmm. um, there was a moment where I was in the cannabis industry. Uh, It hadn't been resonating resonating with me for a long time because the people that were controlling the industry had no idea what cannabis was actually meant to do, the power it had, or how to respect it, right? Mm -hmm. And I was trying to um, teach these things, right? And it was falling on deaf ears. They were getting very nervous because they understood that I had power around this plant and they uh, didn't like it. They didn't like the fact that when they came in and tried to tell lies about the grow that I could be like, that's not true. That doesn't work that way, right? Mm -hmm. They didn't like that. So I had been having this big like power struggle with them, right? And I went to Vegas for MJ BizCon. Uh, Long story short, like just walked into like the suit and tie world and was like, oh my God, this is horrible. I thought I was going to go there and get my love rehashed. Realized like I'm out of this shit, dude. Like I'm I'm done with this industry. It's just a bunch of people that have no idea what they're doing. A bunch of immature people just, you know, yada, yada, disrespecting the plant. So I had this like feeling in my heart when this happened, right? And it's a long story, but basically like I had this like, kundalini awakening right which is such a silly term i know people are gonna be like oh sure was it it was i swear to god right like i felt it it was like it was crazy and i actually ended up taking a big break from cannabis and had all this energy moving right and i had this yes from my heart to just start speaking from my heart right and it was like an undeniable feeling so much so that it like pushed me through the fear and i made my first video a year ago today terrified like oh my god what are people going to think of me but i just had this feeling like it's all going to be okay and so I'm curious, like, what experiences you've had in life that you remember that, like, you felt a yes in your heart and it allowed you to find the power to just go through any fear, any of that dis-ease emotion that you could have felt to just go through and deliver? Self-made. Mm. That easy. Hell yeah. I was hoping um, to answer that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's as simple as that. It's just self-made. Um, I didn't heed. First off, happy birthday, dad. Because uh, I know you're going to listen to this. <laughs> Second off, my dad's the like probably the one of the biggest teachers besides my mother that I've ever had in my life and mentors. And um, I didn't heed his advice growing up. He said, don't grow up too fast because once you grow up, you can't go back. <laughs> it's and, a lie. <laughs> yeah. And um, it was one of those things where what he the context of the way he was saying it with growing up was not the biggest message that I took from that. It had to do with the fact that what's the hurry? And I say that a lot nowadays, especially once you can kind of like affirm yourself, you can be confident in yourself. The real question is, what are you rushing for? Mm. You know, so going back to that, when you're talking about, oh, getting through certain things and stuff like that was self-made. It's like, 
that's the biggest thing for me. You know, we I mentioned earlier, we went through the thing like probably a year and a half, two years ago where, you know, I got tested. How bad do I really want this? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and the answer is really fucking bad, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, that's why I say like self-made because for example, whatever it is you want to do, you know, if it's what you want to do, nothing else matters. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things I really try to push on artists when I'm working with them or trying to help them and stuff like that is that like at the end of the day, if you want to be an artist, you know, uh, songwriters are perfect examples. They're always chasing to get that new hot song or mm-hmm. drop that f- hottest track or whatever the case is, get those listens, whatever. And it's like, but when you really think about why you're doing it, because you love making music or you want to be a songwriter, whatever the case is, what's the hurry? You know, what are these goals that you're making up? Yeah, goals are great, but like they're not a make all end all like thing, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, to keep it simple, self-made, you know, like whatever's going to happen to me, like doesn't matter if the bank account's negative or a million, you know? Mm-hmm it's not going to change what my perspective is on why I'm doing this or like Mm -hmm. what I'm trying to do, you know, because when I was in those low areas where it's like, all right, I'm not hanging out with any of my friends. Um, I'm barely sleeping. Um, I don't have a day job anymore. Uh, I don't have barely any money. I'm eating freaking, what was it? Dollar menu or Wendy's or whatever the case was (laughs) every night, you know, um, freaking all that crazy stuff, you know, sleeping on couches in the studio, whatever it really builds character, you know, and it really like makes you understand this is just who I am. This is what I'm supposed to be, you know? And, um, I was fortunate enough where I got a lot of great experiences at a young age that really got me to taste different things, you know, high life, low life, all that stuff. Music helped me understand it more too. But one of the things I've fallen in love with is the struggle. Mm. I love it, man. Like you want to talk about motivation mm-hmm. like think about that you know and like you when you can really focus on that and use that um and as always i'll use myself as an example you know uh beginning of the year i could barely run a mile hmm. like i was just out of like conditioning like that right mm-hmm. mile was hard for me run around my block to get a mile you know but um it started to grow you know all right well i did a mile right, i'm gonna do two miles all right i'll try doing three miles you know but the whole time I'm thinking, you know, like, what do I want? What do I want this to be? You know, like, yeah, I can't do it right now, Mm -hmm. but like, that's life. Everything you project to people and you say you are and you want, I'm sorry to break it to you. You're not that right now. Yeah. You're going there. You're going to be that person, but you're not that person. Come on. Let's be real. If you were that person, why are you talking to me right now? You know? (laughs) So it's like one of those types of things (laughs) that I like to tell people, but, um, yeah, you got to think it, you got to believe it. You know, 2020 has been one of the most interesting years you know i've been saying it with some of my friends that 2020 was going to be one of the biggest years for me and it honestly has been and and because it was just like a huge self-awareness and accomplishing year in the sense that yeah the social aspect everything that was going on got completely stripped we lost everything Mm -hmm. right but what does that have to do with us Mm -hmm. what does that have to do with you as an individual Mm -hmm. and that's what really pushed me and tested me with you know what we're talking about so yeah, it was kind of like, yeah, I can fail right now. No big deal. You know, that's why I like doing these challenges. Like 
am I going to do it? Can I do it? Yes, I'm going to do it. And how hard am I going to have to work? Yeah, I may not be able to burn 2,000 calories in one sitting. Nobody can. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean I can't do three, four workouts in a day. Yeah. You know, something like that. Um, But yeah, just going back to that saying that I say all the time, like, if this is what you plan to do for the rest of your life, what's the hurry? Mm-hmm. You know, what's the holdup? Like, okay, so you're telling me, you know, you're talking about, well, what about hardships and stuff like that, you know? All right, well, <laughs> I'll use this as an example because I feel like I went through a low point at, at one point, like everybody does, but you go through this like really big breakup, right? Mm-hmm. And you're just like, oh my God, life sucks, yeah, you know? Yeah. Like, w- Dark night w- yeah, what's going to happen, you yeah. know? Screen printing was there for me, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> shout <laughs> but, out to screen printing. Shout out yeah. to screen printing. I love you. Yeah. Um, but anyways, going back to that, it's so weird because I always said nothing will come before self-made, mm. right? You know, you talk about dating, you know, I'll never let a girl come between me and self-made, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And um, heartbreak is heartbreak, though. Mm-hmm. Everybody feels that, mm-hmm. you know? So you go through these little points where you're just like, I just can't do it. I got to stay focused, but my heart hurts. Like, yeah, how am yeah, I going to do yeah. this? You know? And um, it's funny though, because it's like, yo, I, I set out to do self-made. I didn't set out to date and marry this girl. You know what I mean? So like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So like when you can compare that to everything, mm-hmm. it happens. I mentioned it earlier, you know, I'm going to be an entrepreneur and I'm going to, I'm going to adjust. Mm-hmm. That's all being an entrepreneur is, mm-hmm. is adjusting. And that's really what life is. You know, yeah. I heard a great quote once I was at this, uh, little workshop in Boston and this guy said we're basically just a bunch of balls bumping into each other and bouncing off each other with no idea what we're doing (laughs) and he's so right you know like we don't we're just trying to discover ourselves and um but when you put all that together and you really just sit back and you think about it it's just like like I said what's the hurry Mm -hmm. be patient Mm -hmm. like you really want something be patient Mm -hmm. you know it's not gonna happen right away yeah like I'm I, I keep referencing the challenge. I'm day, uh, today is day 14. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm getting there, you know, I'm getting up Hell that yeah. ladder. And it's crazy because like the results I'm getting physically, mentally, like all that stuff, I couldn't describe these to you before mm-hmm. I started the challenge. I could tell you what I expected. Yeah, yeah. It's not what happened though. You know <laughs> what I mean? And that's the beauty of it. So just Dude. being there for the journey. You know, I've been, that's been the most motivational thing I've been saying to the amazing group of people that we have for the challenge. But like a lot of people are going through some hardships, you yeah. know, like uh, shout out Dustin. Hopefully you have a fast recovery. He had to go to the hospital and stuff like that. He was mm-hmm. doing the challenge with us. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where just remember it's the journey. It's not the destination. And one of my basketball coaches used to say that all the time. It was, uh, I think there's a movie, Peaceful Warrior, mm. if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole theme of it. Mm. And um, yeah, I remember sophomore year, he in junior year, he was always drilling that into my head of high school. And it's mm. so crazy how like going back to ahas and stuff. Ah, I'm enjoying the journey. <laughs> I'm enjoying the fucking yeah, journey. You know dude, what I mean? So. Yeah. But yeah, I would just say like, like I said, be patient, enjoy the journey and don't rush it, dude. Like you're supposed to go through fuck ups. You're supposed to go through hard times. If you don't, like everybody would do it. Yeah, dude, 100% man, you know, and like uh, I had this image or like this visualization come to me one time during a mushroom ceremony, right? Of like, and I was thinking about like, um, like life in general, right? Mm-hmm. Like how, you know, like, and I was actually thinking about like looking at certain family members who are like stuck in darkness and I want to save them, right? Like, you know, we want to be the savior. We want to fall into that archetype. Yeah. And 
how like a lot of the time it's like so frustrating when you're first starting to get into self-development and you're feeling better and you want to share this with people and some people are just like fuck it's the worst thing you can do by the way yeah it is the worst thing you can do and what i realized is that you're actually doing them an injustice right because Mm -hmm. we think of life as all-encompassing and i firmly believe that we are infinite beings right that go through million infinite lifetimes to figure out what we need to figure out to evolve as a soul soul, yeah. yeah exactly and so um i got this image in my mind's eye of a rough diamond, right? As you dig it out of the earth, right? It's all rough and just rough looking, yes. right? And so every time we come down, right? And we, we get to embody a, a body of some sort or embody consciousness, uh, and become awareness. We shave an edge off that diamond, yeah. right? And even like, even the lifetimes where like, God forbid you become an addict or like you pass away or like, you know, you're like, you know, you eat like shit or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's still an awesome edge off. You had to experience that to become the full diamond at the end. Exactly. And so like what I love telling people was like, listen, if you're at where you're at now, right? And you're coming to the conclusion that you're coming to now, what does that mean about your diamond? It means you've gone through quite a few shavings to get to the point you're Hell at now, yeah. you know? Hell yeah. And like, it's all perspective, you know, like that's one of the things. I love and you know what you were talking about about um uh like coming at things from a scarcity mindset versus an abundance mindset right mm-hmm. like what are you in the what do you what do you like uh in a hurry for right mm-hmm. I think it's because a lot of people have been uh trained and programmed to come from a place of scarcity right unconsciously right yeah. so they think like I only have so much time to do xyz right even if they're not aware of this thought yeah. they're having that thought right, or that program run and so they want to like go 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 right yeah. I was stuck there for a long time you know yeah. and then realizing that like the more I actually slow down the more I actually take a chill pill, like literally, yeah. the, the the more happens, right? Like the less I do, the more I get, you know? Oh, and exactly. that's been like one of the biggest teachers of like yeah. this year in general, you yeah. know? Because I've slowed down so much and I've gotten so much more done. Yeah, you wiped away the facade. Yeah. The rat race is a huge facade, man. Is, they want to tell you that you can't do as much as you can. You're yep. a very powerful person. Yep. So everyone is, man. Like, yeah. and that's what I tell everyone is like, you have the ability to change the world in a way that no one else can. Mm-hmm. Like, your set of fingerprints will never walk this planet again. Oh, yeah. You know, and like, that's so powerful, man. When you sit into that and yeah. you feel into it, a lot of people have never like felt the full power of their being, you know, oh, yeah. because they've been so stuck in like different parts and thinking like oh like the part of me that's ryan is me or like the part of me that's just like my lover is me like it's all of you but it's also like it's the awareness like you know because who are you really you are the conscious awareness that watches all of those voices have Mm -hmm. the dinner party in your head right you listen to the ego trying to protect you oh we can't do that because this 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 you listen to the inner child i want this like i want to be happy you listen to the inner critic hey you need to do this better if you're going to be successful you know you listen to all those voices but you aren't any of those voices you're the awareness that's watching all those voices and so like that has been an amazing gift to be able to like give myself and be able to share with others and i imagine like you've had that same opportunity as like a mentor now to people that you work with and people that you uh that you that you just around right is being able to like be the example of what it means to be conscious awareness you know and that's been something dude that's really 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 just hit me hard Uh, in addition to that the other thing i thought about too is how like you were talking about something about um you know like doing what you want in life right like and what i tell all my clients like and people i talk with is like dude get unreasonable like like be unreasonable like like I'll, I'll give you a perfect example, right? And, um, and, uh, this is going to give it away. But I think by this point, when this episode gets released, I'll have my second podcast out. So, yeah. uh, cause I haven't spoiled it for, uh, all the crowd yet. But, um, so I'm creating a second podcast, 
called This One Time on Psychedelics, right? And it's going to be all about people's journeys in psychedelic medicine, right? And it's going to be a really good account of what you can expect, right? Because with psychedelics, there's two sides. Either they're amazing, they can never hurt you, they're awesome, do them all the time, or like they're the devil, they're going to ruin your mind, right? It's like, I want to be the the balance in the middle of that pendulum, you know? And so um, we were doing an exercise in Austin where we were being unreasonable, right? Like, uh, uh, Like in the next year, if you're unreasonable with yourself, what do you want to happen, right? Mm-hmm. So I was thinking about a lot of things. Like I want to do a retreat in Hawaii, right? And I was like, that's not really unreasonable enough, right? And so I was like, all right, you know what? By April 1st, 2021, I have interviewed Dennis McKenna in person for this one time on psychedelics, right? And I'm like, that's unreasonable, right? Hell yeah. Mike Bloodsoe is like, do you want me to introduce you? Like, I, I know. I'm like, fuck, like it's half that the time. Easy. It's that, that easy, easy, right? Dude. <laughs> so like, that's what I'm saying. Like, and I know you know this too, but like yeah. for everyone listening, like get unreasonable Hell because yeah. you're so much more powerful when you visualize and you actually put your attention and your focus on doing something, it will fucking happen. Yeah. And the thing that you have to do every day is like slow down and give yourself time to really check in and really like, like worship yourself. Because again, yeah. like we are all God, right? Facts. To go back to what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. And so like, the ability of us to be able to worship ourselves allows us to be able to have the energy to go out and manifest whatever the hell it is we want in life. You yeah. know, that's the secret that the powers that be are keeping from us. Like we have externalized so much power, but dude, when you internalize that power again and you realize that the source of infinite power comes from within, not oh, from yeah. without, dude, that is a game changing moment, dude. And like, oh, yeah. I love watching people discover that for the first time and you can see it. Like you can see like all of a sudden, like, they just start building up with energy, like, but I could do this, I could do that. And I'm like, you could do anything. You can do whatever you want. You know? You anything, you man. And like, that's just really cool, man. Oh, really yeah. Cool. Dude. One really of the really best cool. rap lines to me, I, I'm drawing a blank on what song specifically. I'm not cocky, I'm confident. And yeah, I used to say dude. that all the time. And it's like, so true. It's like, that's why I think it's funny where they're like, oh, get rid of your ego. You know, it's my mom has always been my biggest critic and I love her even more for that mm-hmm. because at a young age, she taught me how to be tough on myself, mm-hmm. but also how to handle critique um, so that I can be that ultimate me. You know, mm-hmm. like she was the type of mother that she wasn't going to let you get away with shit, but at the same time, she was your biggest fan, yeah, you know, dude. and she still is to this day. And oh, yeah. it's amazing because you know it's allowed me to understand yeah i'm not perfect mm-hmm. in other people's eyes mm-hmm. but in my life guess what i'm perfect yeah. i don't know how to do it any other way <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry exactly, so yeah. um so with that it's just carrying that on and, and it's like all right this is this is where we're at this is what we're gonna do this we're gonna be confident we're gonna be you know about it we're gonna let the ego live you know and side note real quick you know yeah. when you're talking about all those different things <laughs> like inner child ego yeah. and stuff yeah. and how you got to be the one that you're literally just talking about yourself as a coach. <laughs> I was no, like, literally no, like this dude yes. is loving the yes. coaching. I yes, was like, this dude. is awesome. <laughs> I love it, man. And like, it's, it, I'm actually in a program right now. Uh, shout out to training camp for the soul. Um, it's just an incredibly life changing program where you really go back and you start to actually be able to identify all of these things that all these books talk about. Because what I've found is like all of the books I read are incredible. But like, you know, of course they call it the ego, right? Mm -hmm. And if you're lucky, they'll call out like the inner child, maybe, right? But like the inner critic and then all the other voices, right? Like I've named them all. Like I have fearful Frank, anxious Aaron, right? Like like motivated Matt, like, you know, all these different identities, right? That are fighting for a voice, right? Driven Dave. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And so like you have to be the father in that situation and go, okay, what is the, like, for instance, like, 
there might be five different voices telling you you're hungry, right? Mm -hmm. And the ego wants to go out and start hunting and kill its own elk, right? To eat, right? And then the inner child might just want Burger King, right? Just, I just want, I just want it right now, right? I'm hungry. I want to not be hungry, right? And then the inner critic might be saying, "Mm, I don't know. You know, if we go out and hunt, that could take a little long. If we go to Burger King, that's too quick. So I don't know what to do, right? You're like, all right, you're no help, right? And I'm like, (laughs) so you get to go through these voices, but really at the end of the day, they all just want food, right? Exactly. So you get to be the father in the situation and go, okay. If we go to Burger King, we're not, we're going to feel like shit, yep, right? Facts. We're still going to eat, but we're not going to go to Burger King. The inner yep. child's like, okay, I'm good, right? Yep. The ego, you're like, hey, man, I love what you're thinking, going out getting our own meat, but that's going to take a long time, and we're hungry right now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, like, you can be like, okay. And so the ego's like, all right, I get what you're saying. Like, that makes sense. And then you get to be the one who's like, you know what? Why don't we go out and get a really good steak, right, so that we're nourished? You know, um, we have all the nutrients we need, and we're going to feel good tomorrow, but like everyone's happy. And then all of you get to high five and go on with life, right? But what a lot of these self-development books say is like, oh, fuck your ego, kill your ego. And it's like, dude, like the ego's got a voice. And like, if the ego thinks it's going to die, it's going to put up a big fight, dude. And like, that's where all the suffering comes from, right? Like suffering is optional, you know, like it really is like, you know, and so being able to embody the flow in life and being able to say, okay, you know what? All these voices want the same thing. It's just like, which way is going to be the most in alignment with who I am? what i am and what i stand for you know Mm -hmm. and being able to have that knowledge and awareness right of all those voices that's been like a game changer for me man like like and and really it's applicable to everyone like i think like training camp for the soul i feel should be what you learn from first to fourth grade you know like that should be it you know like along with like you know spelling and whatever but actually understand what spelling is because think about it it's spelling like you're literally spelling spells with your language right like you you know like that dude (laughs) it's like crazy like i was just talking to mark england this morning who's like the uh founder of vocabulary and lifted all these programs that like literally got me started on this journey and i was talking about how like I had this aha moment the other day during a medicine journey in Austin mm-hmm. where I was like, oh, my God, like, I've always loved spelling. And I used to say it as a kid, like, oh, spelling is my favorite subject. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, now I'm a language nerd. You exactly. know, and it's like, wow, like the, the the breadcrumbs were there from when I was like six years old, you know, Hell and I yeah. could follow them back. Like we were talking about yeah, earlier, and realized, like, oh, it was all there to help me. Like, yeah. you know, and uh, yeah, man, what a beautiful journey. Oh, no, I love, I love that you like spelling, dude, because I was definitely <laughs> the kid that would memorize it like. 10 minutes before the test yeah just get a good grade and then be like all right i'm good it was effortless man it was effortless you know (laughs) but yeah dude um no that's it's a beautiful thing man you know it's it and it all goes back to one thing growth you know and and like it you know that's what we're all here for is Mm -hmm. to just grow i mean that's the only thing you can really do in this life and like i said if there's if you're out to trying to do anything else besides develop and grow as yourself you're letting other outside opinions really determine who you're trying to be as a person mm-hmm. and like i said that just goes back into get rid of expectations yep you know stop worrying about opinions because in all reality opinions are just insecurities of yourself mm-hmm. so if you're giving opinions face those insecurities yep, absolutely if you're getting opinions let it be mm-hmm. understand their situation mm-hmm. forgive them mm-hmm. you know like you got to forgive yourself mm-hmm. and um learn from it man like we were talking about take something from it you know as simple as what were you referring to making your tea oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. you can learn Your something presence. from that yeah. you know what i mean and Absolutely. It's, it's like what is it you know yeah. well when i'm this focused i can do it i can mix the shit out of this mm-hmm. or whatever the case is but mm-hmm. it's just looking at little different things you know um my way to look at it is how can i improve mm-hmm. you know how can i improve um one of my 
uh, mentors as a younger kid uh, was one of my best friend's dad. He basically was my basketball coach too. Um, all that's um, all different stuff. You know, he was very big in the community. One of my favorite things that he used to say, um, I want to say that he got it from this guy named Bruce Creviar. I'm just like, names are popping in my head who was like the world's number one ball spinning guy at one yeah. time. Gain success, gain speed. And like, when you're really thinking about that, like now the speed isn't, let me go as fast as I can. Yep. How efficient can I be as a person? Yeah. It's momentum. Yeah. Because you got to also understand like when you're doing things, you're always exerting energy. Therefore, if you're doing it too fast or whatever the case is, you know, you're exerting too much energy, but if you're not doing it in the sense you're getting better and you're improving and you're becoming more efficient. You're wasting more and more energy every time that you do it because not only are you wasting the same energy that you wasted before when you did it, but I guarantee you're going to start to get frustrated. Mm -hmm. You're going to start to feel like it's just the same repetitive thing over and over. Mm -hmm. And that's usually what breaks people. You know, going back to success is boring, man. Mm -hmm. You just, you got to break it down, understand I'm going to sacrifice this, this, I'm going to do this, this, and this, and it will happen and you do it. It's, Mm -hmm. it's nothing crazy. You know, just like we were talking about, there's no real aha moment. Like you figured it out. It's no, you, you realize you figured it out and you're living it. You know what I mean? So they all kind of just go hand in hand, you know, and I can just keep going through all the topics. Stop (laughs) rushing it. You know, what's the hurry, but they all go together, you know, just be you enjoy the day, enjoy your life. I don't know if he's still watching, but um, I hope it freaking snows a ton tonight. Dude. Because guess what? I'm going to get up and I'm going to go for a run in it. Yeah, And it's going to be amazing. Hell and everybody's yeah. going to tell me I'm crazy. Yep. Think I'm psycho, whatever. Maybe I am. Yeah. But I'm going to tell myself I'm going to do it. I'm going to set that challenge. Like I said earlier, if you don't put challenges in your life, your life will become a challenge. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put them in my life and I'm going to accomplish that challenge. And guess what? Like... Going back to, like, we talked about David Goggins. Do one thing that sucks every day. Mm-hmm. I like to do it in the morning. Yeah, you know? same. Nobody likes to run all that in the morning, but I'm going to fucking do it. And then guess what? You're telling me I get to go screen print and run a company <laughs> and hang out in the gym, hang out with Shlomo, play with Scooby, play with my cat Banksy, all these different things for the rest of the day. Damn, that sounds pretty freaking awesome to me if you ask me, you know? Yeah, man. So, um, yeah, just attacking it. Know what you want. Keep a clear mind and... Honestly, don't give a fuck about what anybody else says. Yeah. That's the biggest thing, you know? So, like, dude, that's why, like, that slogan for my, for highly optimized, uh, it is now be you all hyphen ways. Be you all ways. I love how you did that, by the way. Dude, I like, and I got to give credit to my girlfriend. She's amazing at coming up with stuff like that. She came up with highly optimized. Mm -hmm. Her whole business is body by food. Like, she's really good at coming up with those little, like, you know, jingles. Yeah. And, uh, be you always, man. I can't think of a better slogan for my company because that's like, and really like, you can tell because all the greats are all telling you like, hey, don't worship me. Like, go do your thing. Like, exactly. pick up motivation. You can get inspiration, all those kind of things. But really, like, my buddy Matt, who um, a great friend of mine, he has this whole story about, like, I met my hero and he told me to be my own hero. Exactly. You know? And it's like, dude, I like, that's that. the most important thing you can do. Like, you have the ability to change the world. Like I said, like I'll say it again in a way that no one else can, like, you know, you do an injustice to yourself by putting these people on pedestals. Like, yes, they put in work. Yes. They're admirable and and inspirational to learn from, but like the best teachers are just typical guys like Paul check. I meet him. He's just a normal guy. Like he's hanging out. You know what I mean? Like, like 
you know, to, to, to speak briefly on what you said about like uncomfortability, like find the comfort in uncomfortability because really like all of these things that we perceive as uncomfortable, cold, hot, um, you know, uh, uh, like combo, um, when you put toad venom in you, like, and purge, (laughs) like it's just sensation. Like that's all it really is. Like when you think about it, like it's just our perceived notion of like, Oh, cold is bad. We don't like that. Warm is better. Hot is also bad. Like, you know, it's like, Really, like, it's it's our perspective on these things that make them what they are, right? And mm-hmm. that's why, like, I love doing ice baths. That's why I love doing combo. Because, again, it teaches me to find comfort in the discomfort. Because, again, like you were saying, it's not if, but it's 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 when a challenge presents itself in your life. And for me, it's like whenever anything hard happens, I just take a second, I take a breath, and I go, it's just another ice bath. That's if it. I can do an ice bath in that's January it. in Boston outside, I can do this. No we problem. You know, get yeah, it on Saturday. Saturday. Oh, oh man. Saturday. I'm so amped up for this ice bath. Oh, dude. ice baths on Saturday. Yeah, dude. Oh, man. Oh, dude. I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, I was going to say something. Oh, you brought up a great point. Oh, so the emulating, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, great point. Yeah. And the way you put it is like amazing. Like we need to study mm-hmm. our heroes, mm-hmm. not be our heroes. Mm-hmm. And like, it's crazy because I, I, I spent some time, especially in my early twenties, I wanted to be Andy Warhol, you know, I wanted to be Banksy, you know, and, um, I even made an example of that. I said, shoot, I wanted to be Banksy so bad. I wouldn't even show my face on the internet, you (laughs) know, or I wouldn't take pictures with people or whatever the case is. Right. Man, I'm going to quote little Wayne, you know, I got a million dollar smile. I'm selling myself short. If I, if I grin, you know, like I got to get out there. I got to smile. I got to put my face on things. It's my business card. It's me. You know, I respect the hell out of they were able to do certain things and be certain ways, but I'm never going to be able to be them, you Mm -hmm. know? And I think, I mean, like I said, I'm a basketball guy. So always comparing stuff to me, either my basketball life or whatever. I think the best example of that is, is Kobe Bryant. Mm. rest in peace Mm -hmm. love him Mm -hmm. you know one of my biggest motivations you know mamba mentality but like you you look at a guy who tried to be michael jordan Mm -hmm. you know like be better than michael Mm -hmm. jordan Mm -hmm. and it's sad because it took his death Mm -hmm. for people to recognize how amazing this guy was Mm -hmm. you ask me kobe Bryant is the greatest student to ever play the game of basketball yeah you know and it's one of those things though where it really teaches you it's like do you want to be classified as that, as the greatest student of another person? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to be the greatest version of you? Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's it, going back to 48 Laws of Power. Don't ever outshine, you know, the the teacher and stuff. Yes. It's one of those things where if you hold on to those teachers too much, you'll get trapped underneath their shadow. So, yeah, be you. Be Dude, your own person. Be you always. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Dude. Zach, this has been an absolute blast (laughs) to get in to share like your journey and riff with you in 4D, which like, dude, is an amazing opportunity. I only get to do this when I go on retreats and I get to like really break out the podcasting gear. Um, and dude, like, where can I send people to connect with you, uh, to work with you and learn more about you? 532 Washington Street, Quincy Mass, (laughs) pull up. Hell yeah, Pull dude. Up. No. Um, but <laughs> you, on me. Hell yeah. But y'all can come by the shop. Um, that would be the first thing. Um, the other thing I would say, like, uh, check us out on Instagram at the self made designs, T H E self made designs. Um, you can check me out, the can of corn. But yeah, just follow the journey. You know, mm-hmm. don't just follow me. Follow the people that are part of this journey. My team, you know, Cody, Robbie, Angela, uh, Tabitha, mm-hmm. Lito, everybody, even people in the gym, you know, Shlomo, Shells. QNC, Linksy, everybody, you keep the list goes on, you know, because at the end of the day, it's 
it's so much more. Mm. Going back to those art pieces, man. It's not a canvas. It's not anything. It's the world that we live in. My favorite. I, it has to be my favorite line ever in a rap song by one of my favorite people, not even just artists. Mm-hmm. Um, rest in peace again, Nipsey Hussle. Mm. Um, self-made designs, you know? Like he says, when I say self-made, it means I design myself, you know? <laughs> and then like a few lines later, he says, damn right, I like the life I built, you know? And like when you really own those two phrases in one song, mm. right? Use that apply that to your life and the self-made like the brand that we've built is just to be a platform an example of that Mm. it's not meant to take over your living room it's not meant to take over your closet Mm -hmm. it's meant to just represent like that you can be whoever you want yeah you just got to believe in it yeah and you got to hold on to it Mm -hmm. you know talking about we talked about it earlier what are some things that gave you some challenges i remember being in high school and being in college in when twitter first came out hashtag self-made hashtag self-made all that stuff right college i used to get made fun of <laughs> kids on my own basketball team used to make fun of me because i would do hashtag self-made yeah hey it's, now they're it's, like hey bro uh that sweatshirt made is pretty cool do you have a discount code like, yeah, yeah yeah it's called fuck off <laughs> well, not only that I, I i think about it every day because it just shows the mental toughness, how yeah. bad I want it and stuff. Because my favorite thing to do on a day-to-day basis is when I'm finishing my run, I always finish in front of my store. Yeah, dude. Because there's nothing cooler than running down the street and you see your creation right there. Mm. You know, I used to really love street art, love graffiti, all that stuff. I still love it. You know, I don't partake in it yeah, if yeah. the cops are listening. Um, but <laughs> anyways, someone who isn't me told me yeah. that. You know, but yeah. um, <laughs> it's one of those things where I have no interest in doing it anymore. I was talking to one of my buddies about it today. And it's because I've just kind of come to the understanding the greatest graffiti or mark I can leave on the world, because that's all it really is, is my legacy mm-hmm. in my company. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, yeah, I can't go tag just any building I want. But like, see that building right there? I'm gonna build that building and my sign's gonna go on it and that's gonna be us. Hell yeah. And that's gonna be that. And um, with that mentality, you know, you can apply that to anything. It doesn't have to be a store. Mm. You know, it can be a podcast. Yeah, you know, It can yeah. be anything, you know? It, it can be whatever you want, so. Yeah. It's beautiful. I really appreciate being on the show. I feel like we're getting to that time. You know? so it's like one of those things where, and thank you, dude, because yeah, I've, I haven't course, done man. one of these yeah. in a while or if I've ever done something like this. Yeah, yeah. So it's really getting me excited. Hell yeah, you know, dude. to do, I want to do more and yeah. just talk to people like yourself. It's, yeah. it's amazing. You know, dude, you're welcome back whenever. I mean, like <laughs> seriously, man, not only do, are we in the same spot basically, but yeah. like, you know, um, figuratively and literally actually, but like, <laughs> you know, it's so much fun to be able to riff and this is how we learn, man. Like, you know, um, I had this moment, uh, during a medicine journey, same one for everyone listening. I'm not taking that many medicine journeys. All right. People are like this guy's on like 18 different medicine journeys, the same one. All right. Uh, I had this moment where like, you know, like I'm looking around and some people are like crying, some people are puking. Right. And I'm like, you know, they're like, you're like, 
you have that like um fear of missing out that fomo right oh yeah and then reinventing that is jomo joy of missing out right like Woo! oh like thank god i i am going through like the release i have right yeah. because that's what's right for them and what i realized was like talking is a huge release for me it's moving energy you know you're spelling oh, yeah. you're 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 exhaling air and inhaling air yeah. so it's like that's a huge release for me and so getting the opportunity to do this i mean seriously i gotta pinch myself Joma. every day man we had dude Joma, i'm on bro. a seven year run yeah. at joma yeah, right now you're trying to calm yeah. down all right <laughs> guilty as charged awesome, you know dude. so dude you know, my last question for you yes. for the day, right, right, is if someone listening could only make one change to highly optimize their life, what would Zach Acorn suggest that change be? Show up. Mm. That's it. Show up. Hell yeah. You dude. know, uh, just show up. And it's as simple as that, but it's it's really just one of those things where the details don't matter. Mm -hmm. You'll figure that out. Mm -hmm. But if you show up, and you're willing to be authentic and be there and be present, everything else come. Yeah. You know, you'll find the rights, you'll find the wrongs, things will work themselves out, you'll lose things, you'll gain things, um, you'll learn every day, but you just gotta show up. You know, it doesn't matter what it is. Is it showing up to your life? Is it showing up to your job? Is it showing up to a relationship? You know, whatever the case is, showing up to a workout. Mm -hmm. You know, it's um, how are you showing up? If we were to break that down, and I don't want to get too deep into it, but just to relate everything that we were talking about, right? The biggest thing you can do is just show up in the morning. Mm -hmm. It's the hardest time to show up. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying show up to your job. I'm not saying show up where you have to go. Mm -hmm. I'm saying wake up and show up, mm. you know? And that's a mentality. And you carry that show up mentality until you put your head back on the bed. Yeah, And that's it. Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. Radical presence and messy action. You know, that's like one of the things I love most about like showing up is like what you were saying about how like, don't worry about the next step. Just show up and make messy action. Like my post today was all about like how like I took a crazy step a year ago. I took, I jumped way outside of my comfort zone. Like, did I know what I was doing? Hell no. I just figured it out as I went, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's what's beautiful about life is that every opportunity, every moment is another opportunity to discover yourself. I mean, you're a new person every microsecond, right? Mm -hmm. And so the person you were five minutes ago does not need to be the person you are now, right? You're not supposed and, to. Yeah, you're not supposed to. Exactly. Yeah. Like the only constant in life is change, right? Mm -hmm. And the status quo is the enemy to me, right? Like, because that's where greatness is not discovered, right? Is when you try to hold on to what you were yesterday, what you were five years ago, what you were, you know, uh, at any moment in time, mm -hmm. you know? And so, um, dude, that, that process of showing up has been a beautiful journey, man. Hell yeah. And, uh, it's, Keep it's, doing it's, it. It's incredible, <laughs> incredible wisdom to leave the guests with, dude. Hell yeah, man. And, uh, I appreciate it. Guys, as soon as I met Zach, I was immediately aware of his lighthearted nature, his immense sense of creativity, and his big heart. He is a perfect example of what it means to truly take ownership of your life and use life as a canvas to not only create the most magical artwork possible, but to also inspire others to do the same by being the example of what it means to live life on your own terms. Speaking of living life on your own terms... My goal with this show and business is to inspire people to pave their own paths and live their lives on their own terms. And by sharing this show with the people you love most in life, we can continue to collectively empower people to step into their unique powers, inspire those around them, and live the lives they know deep inside they are destined to live. As what the world needs now more than ever are people who aren't afraid to stand up to the status quo and be the examples of true sovereignty. Zach, thank you so much again for hanging with us today. And until next time, my man, journey well, 
Be well. Much love, brother. Namaste. What is up, everybody? I hope you are all enjoying the show, and I wanted to stop by real quick and share a little bit about our latest podcast sponsor, Freedom Builders. Now, Freedom Builders are a team of graphic designers, website creators, videographers, social media marketing experts, and coaches that build out your custom online business from A to Z. This is a done-for-you service, which means they do the work for you while you get to put your focus back on what you love most, which is coaching your clients and bringing in sales. Now, as a former online fitness coach, Mike knows where your struggle points are and exactly how to help you overcome them. This is why he created Freedom Builders, so that you can scale your business while protecting your time and your energy. Now, you guys know that delegation is a business superpower, and you can activate this superpower today by scheduling a complimentary call with Mike at freedombuilders with a Z on the end.com so you can start building the freedom that allows you to take your business to the next level. Alex and I recently connected with Freedom Builders for our Connect with Cannabis build out, and we could not have been happier with the results. With Mike and his team, they were able to go through an outline and create a personalized program for our experience, develop our brand identity, build and design a custom branded webpage, professionally edit our program video content, custom design all of our slide presentations, automate our email marketing sequences, create a seamless payment system for our offer, design unique infographics for our social media content, and guide us through our proven launch blueprint to generate organic leads through our social media. So if you're a coach, facilitator, or healer listening to this ad right now, and you are looking to put freedom back into your life, once again, go to freedombuilders, with a Z on the end, .com, and book your complimentary call today. I hope you all enjoy the rest of the show, and I'm wishing you the best day ever.